start it whenever. Oh, I'll get rid of the transfer. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> yeah, we good. All right. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Amateur Bowl. We've been all, we've been away for a yeah, yeah we've been away for yeah. a long time, and we have finally returned because the semester has ended and all the craziness of the holidays is over, and we are here to talk to you about. Uh, how well our takes lasted from the beginning of the year and where we think the NFL will go from from now. Yeah. No, we, yeah. we talked about this before. Simon knows our takes were brutal. Yeah, it was, wasn't, wasn't, a, wasn't a good year for that, unfortunately, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wasn't expecting them to be good, but I was expecting them to, you know, some of them to hit. I just feel like none of them yeah. really hit, you know, like some of them we were in the ballpark for. A lot of them we were not, though, but that's okay, and that's why <laughs> yeah. we're here today. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> wasn't wasn't the, wasn't the best, but yeah, we returned from our from our very long hiatus. It's been a long three four months, and here we are, uh, hiding from the terrible Omicron variant. Unfortunately, yeah. mm-hmm. but, before before we go into it, do you do you think the rest of the season is and the playoffs are going to continue without a hitch uh i do and that's just strictly because i genuinely believe the nfl is going to be like okay deal with it um sorry i guess i guess it depends what you mean by hitch because like i think it was last week we first saw like this year's first instances of games being played on like monday tuesday wednesday and a large part of that being due to the Umbercrown variant and a lot and a lot of rosters being hit hard by the variant and not not being not being able to dress enough players so, I mean, could we see playoff games be, like, moved around, scheduled due to the variant? I mean, yeah, for sure, absolutely. I think so, just given... I think if there's one thing that um, professional sports and the pandemic has taught us is everything is so unpredictable nowadays. So, I mean, um, like, could things get rescheduled, like, a couple days, like, between, like, from going for, like, Monday to Thursday or something? I mean, yeah, for sure. But, like, in terms of actually, like, oh, we're not going to play games, I... I don't see that happening, especially for the NFL. Yeah, the NFL seems to be too big to fail in that regard. You see uh, NBA games getting canceled, well, not canceled, postponed, and you see hockey mm-hmm. games getting postponed, and football is just like, all right, we'll move it, we'll move it a day later. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think football, if if that happens in the playoffs, I think it's going to cause some real issues with some teams. It's going to screw up a lot of schedules and a lot of brackets. Mm-hmm. So I yep. think. I think football will have a really big decision if a team in the playoffs happens to have a COVID outbreak. I think that'll be really difficult. Yep. Again, the other, yeah, there's no disagreements with that. For, for, there's no disagreements here with any of that statement because, again, like it's like anything is possible at this point. And again, with the current variant being as infectious as it is, um, there are, are real. There's a real potential for things to happen and get real messy in terms of uh, teams getting sick and everything. Yeah. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's hope the NFL yeah. protocol works. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, yeah. let's just let's move on to our takes of the year, or from the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. Uh, I think we we picked three good ones and three bad ones. Our yeah. worst ones. From the beginning of the year, so uh, yes, sir. I'll, I'll start. I'll start. Okay. Uh, the 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 take that we got right is we got the top and the bottom right. That's that's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean those those yeah. are gimmies, you know. 
the Texans, Lions, and Jaguars at the bottom, and the uh, Chiefs and Bucks at the top. Those are gimmies. Mm. But we got yeah. them. So we got to celebrate that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another one. There are a few te- and I, the only one I can really think of otherwise, there are a few teams at the top that we kind of seeded appropriately, like the Colts and the Titans and the Rams and the Niners. I think we had them in the right ballpark. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. I, I can I, agree with that. Yeah, I think there were a lot of teams down the list that we had in good spots considering how they played during the year, but based on just mm-hmm. how on their wins and losses, like the Colts and the, the Vikings, it's just they, they ended up in places different from where we had them. Yep. It, it's tough. It, it's tough to predict when you can lose games to the Lions on the last play when you are by far the better team, like, uh, uh, like the Vikings did. So that's the card, that's what the Cardinals, yeah, and the Cardinals got their show ran by the Lions as well. Oh my God! Yeah, no, they just lost. They just lost that game. They yeah. they came out and they played terribly, and I think a yeah. lot of people are concerned for the Cardinals. But mm-hmm. regardless, regardless, here we are, uh, and yeah. I I had the Cardinals at like twenty three, which was terrible. But we mm-hmm. we have other terrible takes. Oh boy! Do you want to do you want to talk about our terrible takes? Yeah. So let's start off with the big old number six. <laughs> um, so number six is significant because that is the place where me and Max rated the Cleveland Browns, which was obviously not great considering they are currently uh, ranked twelfth in the NFC this uh, as of right now, only ahead of Denver. New York, the, like the New York Jets, Houston, and Jacksonville. So that, that wasn't great. Um, <laughs> Baker Mayfield let us down big time. Yeah, but um, I think that was really why we put them that high, right? Just because we thought Baker yeah. was, you know, what was it? Not, yeah, last yeah. last year's version of Baker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think what we saw last last year from them in the playoffs and leading up to the playoffs, they looked like a really good team. They added some really nice pieces in the draft, and then um, they were supposed to get OB, they got OBJ back, so they were supposed to be all magical and good again. But um, very did not happen. Um, so that's the first one that comes to mind. They've been absolutely awful. Um, again, I don't think this is what the next one I'm going to say. I don't, it's not really necessarily on us because I think a lot of people had this team ranked real, like a, really a lot higher than what they're playing at right now, and that's the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, we had them at um, we had them at 13, Max had them at 16th in the league, respectively, and they are, they're awful. So not they're awful, but like, like it's just, it's becoming clear now that I think it's time for a bit of an overhaul in Seattle. They're currently 5-10. and 10. They're tied with teams like the Carolina Panthers, the Chicago Bears, the New York Giants. Sorry, no, sorry, not, not even the New York Giants. They're they're one win better than the New York Giants. So I mean, I mean they obviously still they obviously still have Russell Wilson. They have DK Metcalf. They have Tyler Lockett. But it might be time for a overhaul. But um, yeah, we ha- we had them a lot higher. But again, a lot of people did. They didn't perform that well. Uh, and I mean, like you can pick a lot of like there's other than that. Those we, are the there are a lot two, of bad takes. Yeah, like those are the two main ones kind of stick out. Like at least in our. They're just looking at the list right now. And again, 
And then I guess, I guess the one that one of them I think the one of the takes that Max was talking about before we started recording is the fact that he had Denver at thirteen. Yeah. Um. The I mean, okay. Say what you will. Like the Broncos, actually, I don't think the Broncos, Broncos were actually that bad. Or I don't think they have been that bad, all things considered. I think they've been in a lot of close ball games, but again, I think just the fact that they don't really have like a legitimate quarterback is really hurting them. I mean, they obviously still have a lot of nice, uh, have a lot of really nice pieces. They still have um, Cortland Sutton. They have a lot of pieces on that defense. Von Miller's now gone, obviously, but um, yeah, Denver's obviously. Not anywhere near where anywhere near thirteen. I had them at eighteen, which is a bit closer, but still like yeah. Denver's Denver's still not great. Um, Super and, inconsistent yeah, like, this year. Yeah, it, and then sorry, yeah, they, then, yeah. <clears throat> oh, there were sorry, there were games where Teddy looked like a top ten quarterback in the league, mm-hmm. and there were games where the offense just couldn't get moving. So yeah. it, it was really it was really frustrating watching them play. Luckily, I didn't watch them much, but it was very difficult yeah. watching them play. And I, I do feel bad for Broncos fans that they sometimes had hope and then had it stolen from them. And they're in the mix, but you know they're probably not going to make it. And if if they do make it, they're not going to do anything. It's just that's kind yeah. of the, the the curse of being a mediocre team. Yeah, and then I'm going to follow up your one bad take with one of my really really bad one takes and that's my where i position the green bay packers because oh man do i own Aaron? do i do i well sorry if i remember things correct okay, so i'm trying to remember how i did this ranking because if my okay granted the green bay packers are on their way to a first round buy so i mean regardless of where i put them that's that's real bad however what i will preface up by saying is i believe that when we start when we did our preseason rankings i was very, very insistent that Aaron Rodgers was not going to play a game for the Green Bay Packers again. Um, now, granted, he did, and he's probably going to win the MVP this year. Um, but um, yeah, like uh, he completely destroyed my Green Bay Packers prediction, which is unfortunate. But it is it is kind of funny how I had them at twelve, and now they're basically on the way to a first round by I think a lot of people are picking them as their food Super Bowl favorite so yeah. love that for me <laughs> yeah definitely we definitely missed on that one big time I mean I, 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 I don't you had them at seven which I think is a bit closer considering everything that was surrounding the team at the beginning of the year I mean yeah, that's true like considering Aaron Rodgers was like on the verge of not playing again and he had like Vontae Adams who was like like supposedly unhappy, like threatening to sit out, and like, anyways, like, and Doc Tiari still hurt. So, like, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of, um, in uncertainty with the Packers. But I mean, the fact you had them at seven, I thought was a really nice spot for them, and they've, they've done better than that because, again, all their players are playing well, and Aaron Rodgers came back. That's true. Maybe we should give, uh, Matt LaFleur a little more credit because, yeah, before, really, Aaron Rodgers has not had a bad season without him. So he's been 13 and three every year. They're probably on their way to 14 and three this year or 13 and four. Well, they're 12 and three right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And they yeah, play the Vikings. Yeah. Okay. They're so, 12 and three right now. And they play the yeah, Vikings. They're, yeah. They're at, at worst, they're going to be 13 and four. So, you know, you got to give him a lot of credit for this team. Although their mm-hmm. defense is still really scary. And you oh, know oh, that God. I, that you know that Tampa are, yeah, whoever they play in that in that NFC Championship is just going to route them. You know, you know it. But, yeah. So yeah, 
Sorry, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but the so the Packers play the Vikings this week, and then the, to finish off the week, they have a really sorry to finish off the season. They have a really, really, really tough opponent in the uh, Detroit Lions. So I mean, they're probably they're probably going fourteen and three if we're being realistic here. So I mean, yeah, we'll I talk mean, we'll talk not, more about the Packers later because uh, mm-hmm. we're gonna get into we're gonna get into our playoff picks, and we both have mm-hmm. the Packers making it. So yeah. Yeah, or yeah. do I? Ooh. Oh. I mean, they clinched. I mean, they clinched. So it'd be it's literally impossible, <laughs> barring like barring, <laughs> unless they disband. But yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess I'll t- I'll touch on one bad pick that we had. Mm-hmm. If that's if you had anything else that you wanted to bring. No, 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 no. Go for okay. it. Go for it. Okay, great. Uh, you you mentioned the Seahawks, and mm-hmm. I will give both of us a pass for the Seahawks just because of. The fact that we were ranking players at the beginning of the year, assuming injuries weren't a thing. Mm-hmm. And injuries very much are a thing. That's why the Ravens didn't finish fifth like we had, like I had them. They, mm-hmm. they should have. The fact that they, they are playing a practice squad on defense all year and they're eight and seven, I give them mm-hmm. a lot of credit. It's just mm-hmm. they really, they really stomped on my heart. And yeah. well, know, it is what it is. It, it, like it, it's just kind of it's kind of amazing to me just how badly they got hurt. Like they obviously lost J.K. Dobbins like really early and like I think it was either the pre in the preseason. Like the I think the day of our fantasy draft or the day after our fantasy draft, Gus Edwards tore his ACL. Yeah. Yeah, Marcus draft. Peters got hurt. Like they like they have lost so many players and the fact that they are still eight and seven. Like Lamar Jackson's missed time. Like the fact they're eight and seven is absolutely incredible. Like, yeah. No, I, I, anyways, yeah. I'll get to. There's more I want to talk about the Ravens later, and I'm sure that, yeah. and I'm sure you'll, you'll you'll have a lot to hear. You'll have a lot to say about mm-hmm. some of the stuff. But yeah, I mean, the fact that they're there is absolutely incredible. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, we'll yeah. talk about them later, and uh, I yeah. guess that was my long-winded intro of a way to saying that the Seahawks. It it. It just it really exposed how bad they were without Russell Wilson. But yeah. regardless, uh, the team that I was going to talk about that we ranked way too low was the Chargers. We didn't give them nearly enough credit. Yeah. I thought I, I guess you thought the same thing. They were kind of they were kind of weak on defense besides Bosa, and yeah. it turned out that they really accounted for that. The guys that they these guys that we thought were scrubs like. Michael Davis and Asante Samuel Jr. really stepped up in the secondary. Derwin James stayed healthy. Kenneth Murray looked really good. The defense really yeah. showed up. And the offensive play calling was just so I don't want to call it original, but it was it was fresh. Mm-hmm. And and it really worked. And Justin Herbert played really well. Yeah, like the Chargers are the Chargers were to me were a very interesting team because like I think on paper Especially on that offense, people knew that they were a dangerous team. They obviously had like the rookie of the year and Justin Herbert. Keenan Allen is still a baller. Like he's still probably one of the most consistent wide receivers in the league. Austin Eckler had another really good season. So on paper, I think we knew how good it was going to, how good they were going to be. But again, I think just looking back at it uh, after last year, after after um, Anthony Lynn left, I think Brandon uh, Brandon Stanley or Sta- is either State Staley. I think it's Staley. Staley. Staley, Staley, yeah. 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 Um. After he came in, I think it was a, we were a bit uncertain to see. Uh, we were a bit kind of curious to see how he was going to run things. But hey, the Chargers looked unreal. Um. Do I 
is we will we can we can get into them when we when we talk a bit about our playoff predictions because again they are because yeah. they're another team that's on the bubble there. But I've been really impressed with the Chargers again, and that kill that 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 kills me. To, like I hate that I that I say that as as a as a Vegas Raiders fan, but like yeah, man, like they're they're they look real good, man, real good. Yeah, agreed. And uh, speaking of our playoff picks, that those are our bad picks. Um, yeah. uh, I guess one little tidbit that I'll add is that we did have a section where we talked about the coaches we thought were going to get fired, and we both mm-hmm. did mention John Gruden. We both yeah. mentioned John Gruden. We yeah. didn't expect this. We, I mean, we didn't expect uh-huh. this. But neither of us were shocked. We talked about it yeah. as it was happening. Like nobody, nobody yeah. was shocked that this happened. It's just we thought Gruden would be fired for poor for poor play. But, you yeah. know, the, before the wheels really fell off, I've never seen the wheels fall off a team so hard. It's kind they of looks incredible. really good. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. insane. It's just, I guess that's what happens when you, you cover up so much bullshit in your organization for so long. And then it just finally all comes out one after the other after the other. That's just kind of, that's, that's how it went. That's how it happened. Well, like, well I mean... With the John Gruden thing, yeah, like a hundred percent, absolutely, a hundred percent agree with that. But like the stuff with, so, anyways, if you live under a rock and you listen to this podcast, I'll I'll just quickly summarize what happened uh, with the Raiders because again, this is uh, this is my bread and butter talking about disappointing franchises. Um, no, but um, okay, so um, the league was doing an investigation on the Washington Football Team. A team for which John Gruden used to work for, because there was, um, the uh, I think Dan Snyder, uh, there was allegations about him sexually assaulting or sexually abusing uh, women in his workplace, which is obviously horrible. So they did an investigation, and I think through that investigation, they found like a uh, like a thread of emails or or a collection of emails that were sent by John Gruden, which were viewed to be like a homophobic, racist, xenophobic, like any like basically any word in the book. That's like discriminatory, like anything like that. He basically, like, he used those type of terms in an email, in, in sorry, in multiple emails. So he was fired for obvious reasons. Again, if it, it, it would, like, anyway, I'm not going to get into kind of the how it looks, but he, like, they, they, like, he was fired. He had to be fired. He was fired. Fine. Um, he resigned. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I no. I, I, that's a good point. Actually, he was. He did resign. Or like he, he and the, um, either or he and uh, John Gruden and Mark Davis agreed that it was best for him to step down. Which is fucking bullshit. But anyways, um, and then like two days later, or like a, or, or was like a couple days later, it might have been a week later, Henry Ruggs, um, was like DUI, uh, ended up killing, killing a passenger. Um, was going really. I think I think it was going 150 miles per hour, or something like that. Which like is like 156, 157. Yeah, area. which is like, and for those of you who live in Canada, that's like almost 200 kilometers per hour, if not over that. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's like almost 250. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think he was driving a Corvette or something. He was driving a really nice sports car. He was under the influence of alcohol. He was he, like he, he killed a passenger like a god. Like that's. And one thing people didn't really talk about was Damon or uh, Damon Arnett was actually in the vehicle yep. with him, and, oh, he really? actually, and he fled the scene. He fled the scene, so it was hit and, run, and he actually left. Yeah, I, I I read that. I remember reading that. So he he fled the scene, and then like two days later, or like or shortly after, Damon Arnett posted something on Instagram 
where I think someone was like going at him in the, like in his Instagram comments, and he lied, and he responded with a video with him holding like a bunch of guns. Mm-hmm. He basically threatened, threatening to like to basically shoot this guy, shoot shoot to this person, talking trash about him. Yeah. So Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett were, were both released. Both are first round picks, and I think like they're both twenty twenty first round picks. Draft. Yeah, twenty twenty. Okay. So they basically released their twenty twenty first round selections, and after that, like it was just like. Like, where the hell do you go? Anyways, th- yeah, th- this is my football team, everyone. Love that for me. But yeah, like, it's, um, the Raiders have just been so, had a, had a really rough year in a lot of yeah. different ways. But, um, again, they're eight and seven, which is admirable. Um, yeah, but yeah, jo- John Gruden, like, that was a whole nother level of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My thing is that, all of those guys had issues, and the Raiders organization, mm-hmm. rather than, uh, at least from what the, the media seems to suggest, rather than try to help them through their issues, they tried to cover them up, which is really why this happened. Like, apparently, mm-hmm. Damon Arnett crashed four rental cars in, in a month. Yeah, so, yeah, I heard that about Arnett, or sorry, not, not necessarily when they drafted him, but I remember, like, um, they were talking about a first take, and I think it was, um, Keyshawn, uh, Keyshawn, uh, Keyshawn, Keyshawn Johnson, Johnson is his last name. Yeah, Keyshawn yeah. Johnson. Yeah, I think he was talking about how because I guess he know he like he knew Damon Arnett, which is fine and obviously, but I think apparently like going into the draft, people knew this guy had a lot of like off field problems, which is again like that happens. But typically, if that happens, you're not you don't make them first round picks, or if you do, you do so, and then like you said, you try to help them through their problems. So the fact that like I think people knew that this was a problem says volumes about the Vegas Raiders like scouting department or like just their decision making like their like their process when it comes to this that comes to decision making and again maybe this is for another episode but like I think just this that two weeks with rugs and Damon Arnett just it, it's it says a lot about the Raiders right now I think it's something that needs to be addressed in the offseason because like it's not working anymore yeah and it hasn't gotta, been for a while they gotta overhaul for sure yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah it is what it is. Anyways, uh, yeah. we'll we'll move on to the picks now. Um, yeah. This needless isn't Raiders, to say, this, this isn't Raiders Hour, unfortunately. I wish it was. Yeah. I could go on we we can have a whole episode on. We can have a whole we episode could. on the Raiders for sure. We could, but we don't want. I don't want that. I don't want to be depressed. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the AFC is something I've. This is the craziest AFC year I've ever seen. It's. Yeah. It's week, what, 16 this week? No, it's week 17 this week. And there are, and yeah. like last week, there were yeah. 13 out of 16 teams, at least 500. I'd never seen that before. That's, yeah. that's incredible. There were so many good teams, decent quality teams in the AFC. Mm-hmm. And that makes our job really difficult. Mm-hmm. For so, d- deciding, yeah. yeah, deciding who's good, who was going to make it mm-hmm. and who wasn't. Yeah, so going into week 17, 13 out of the 16 teams, the AFC have seven wins. At That's least crazy. Seven wins. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, yeah. So, and it's not, and it's not impossible for those teams. Yeah, and for reference, the, Mi- the, the Miami Dolphins, who hold the last playoff spot right now, have eight wins. So mm-hmm. between, like, so between the, the seventh place team and the 13th place team, there's, a, there's, a, there's a difference of one win. Yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's it's really going to come down to the tiebreaker. But 
lucky for everybody, we worked it all out. We worked out the schedules. We worked out possibilities. And we have yeah. we have what we think is the AFC playoff picture. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. So, in my – I did – do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, uh, you go first. You, you, you do your AFC first and I'll do my NFC first. We'll, we'll alternate. Okay. That's that's a good that's a good system. That's why we work well together. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. So yeah. the AFC, in my opinion, the way things sh- would shake down at the end, came down to the schedules of two teams in particular that mm-hmm. would really shake up how exactly the AFC would play out. And those mm-hmm. two teams are the Miami Dolphins and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And let me tell you why. Okay. So I'll start. I'll start with the Miami Dolphins. They're currently in that last that last wild card spot with an yes, eight and seven record, as Simon put forward. The Miami Dolphins are unique because they are the only team in NFL history to have a seven game winning streak and a seven game oh, yeah. losing streak in the same season, which is unheard of. Which almost mm-hmm. makes me want them to make the playoffs. Yeah, but but. Spoiler alert, I don't have them making the playoffs. And the reason why yeah. I don't have them making the playoffs is because their last two games are against Tennessee and New England. Yep. And that's mm-hmm. why that's why they could very well shake up the AFC. Because if they can win one of those two games, particularly the Tennessee game, maybe Indianapolis steals that two spot. Yeah. It's possible. It's it's mm-hmm. unlikely because Tennessee holds the tie break and their last game is against against Jacksonville, so it's probably not gonna happen. But, you know, Miami could. Miami's done miracles before. You know, what I'm, yeah. you know what I'm referring to. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just don't think they're a particularly great team, Miami. I yeah. think their offense is very limited. Their defense, their defense has upside, but their offense is really limited. And so I don't think, I don't think they'll win both games. I just, I Sorry, don't the, see it. Happen. The Dolphins? Yeah, I think I think yeah, they go zero and two. I think that's what the odds would say. Yeah, and I think I think Tennessee and New England both beat them, and that means Tennessee would take the two the two seed in the AFC, and New England, barring a Buffalo collapse, takes the six. Yeah. So New England and Tennessee would be playing each other in the first round, a rematch to twenty nineteen. Oh, it'd be so good! Oh my god! Actually, I think it'd be pretty fucking boring, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, right, no, 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 I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting Derek Henry's out. <laughs> yeah, he might be back, Actually, but we'll see. Might, oh, I hope he's back. Oh man, I hope he's back. Oh. I think. See, I, then honestly, that'd be good. honestly, I think. I think if Derek Henry plays in that game against mm-hmm. against New England, I think the longest pass that gets thrown in that game is about three yards. Uh, probably. Uh, yeah, Julio's a three like, or like a five yard. Oh yeah. Julio's on one leg. Like, yeah. A.J. Brown is still not 100%. Yeah. Like, it's crazy, it's a, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Tannehill's just going to throw lobs over the line to A.J. Brown five yards down, and A.J. Brown is just going to do his yards after the catch thing, and that's... Yeah. yeah. It's... Man, yeah. I, I'm not high on the Tennessee Titans, as you, if you yeah, can tell. Yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah. But, mm. yeah, I don't think the Titans are it. But, whatever. Anyways... Um, moving on, the other team that I think can really shake up the way the AFC playoff picture is is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their last two games are the are against the Browns and the Ravens, and yeah. 
I think that's significant because if the Steelers win those two games, the fact that they have a tie would put them at nine, seven, and one, which means that other teams that are nine and eight would be below them. My thinking is that a, a tie to the Lions should count as a loss, but that's unfortunately not how it works. <laughs> yeah. Because it, because if things were my way, then Ben Roethlisberger would not be in the league. But yeah, whatever. We're it is getting what it there. Is. We're yeah. getting there. So, Don't worry. So I genuinely could not predict how either of those games go. I don't know how the Browns would play against the Steelers. I don't know how the yeah. Week 18 Ravens will play against the Steelers. But all I can say is that some ref bullshit's going to let the Steelers beat the Ravens in Week 18. Because that's what always fucking happens. Pat Fryermuth set a fucking pick in the end zone in the last time they played. Nobody noticed that. Fryermuth set his feet. His feet were down. He had his arms out. It was a clear fucking pick. No one called it. But that's just because the, the refs love the Steelers. Yeah. That is statistically proven. The refs love the yeah. Steelers. They have, they have the most benefit of ref calls in the league. And it's not Look close. It I, you sent me this graphic. It's not close yeah. either. Yeah, not at all. It's not close in the slightest. But regardless of, you know, for some reason, the refs having money on the Steelers, I just... I don't have them winning both games. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the Browns that beat them or the Ravens that beat them. I think if the I think if the Ravens beat them, that's significant because the Ravens do maybe get that seven seed because their tiebreak mm-hmm. is pretty decent yeah. if they beat the Steelers and go nine and eight. But I don't see that happening. I would my prediction would be that the Browns beat the Steelers next week, but the Ravens mm-hmm. do not beat them. And yeah. as such, the eight, eight, and one Steelers don't make the playoffs. Did you, do you want to know what the what the what the average penalty differential for the Steelers was since 2015? And I pulled up the graphic. Oh, you pulled up the graphic? Yeah. Tell yeah. There, so since 2015, the Pittsburgh Steelers are number one in um, like the amount of uh, uh, penalty yardage, like sorry, average penalty yardage. And so their their average since 2015 is 17.19 yards, mm-hmm. and the next team the next team is Indianapolis at 11.57. That's mm-hmm. an that's an that's an extra five yards, six yards, or five and a half yards compared to the second place team on that list, which is ridiculous. That's an that's an that's an extra five yard penalty, and then some. Yeah, oh, exactly. And, and I sent you that after oh. their game against the Bears, which is one of the worst yeah. officiating games I've ever oh. seen. Oh my god, that was brutal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The wor- I swear, the worst officiated games I've ever seen involve either the Steelers or Tom Brady. Yeah. That's all That's yeah. all I'm saying. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, can't necessarily agree with that. I disagree with that. Yeah. Anyways, getting sidetracked talking about how shitty the Steelers organization is and how they need a lot of luck to succeed. Let's get past that. Um, my playoff predictions for the AFC is that Kansas City takes the one seed. Yeah. I don't think anybody's surprised with that. Tennessee will take yeah. the two. I don't necessarily think they deserve the two, but they get the two. I don't think they're the second best team in the AFC. I don't either. Yeah. I think they're probably not. I don't think they're a top five team in the AFC, personally. I can see that, yeah. Yeah. The, num- the number three team I have is Buffalo. The number four okay. team I have, yeah, I have Cincinnati at four, yeah, just because they want they're going to win the division at this rate. I don't see any mm-hmm. way they don't. It's just because the yeah. NFL let let them play against a practice squad Ravens last week, and of course they're going to light them up. 
Fucking our third string quarterback put up three hundred passing yards and a few touchdowns. <laughs> That's so crazy. There's nothing that, there's nothing you can do about that. When our best our best cornerback, Anthony Avert, goes down with an injury. Anthony Avert is not a good Okay, he's fine. He's fine. He's a fine cornerback. Yeah. He's not. But have it our way without injuries, Anthony Avert doesn't sniff the field. Yeah. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. So yeah. I'm not going to say we got screwed. I'm just going to say we got unlucky with the injuries. Joe Burrow played an incredible game. The The Bengals are for real. So we'll see how it goes. I just, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, Indianapolis takes the first wildcard spot. They are the yeah. second best team in the AFC, mm-hmm. which, spoiler alert, they prove in the playoffs, according to me. And then mm-hmm. New England at six, as I alluded to earlier. And mm-hmm. I will have the Chargers sneaking in at that number seven spot just because they have an easier schedule than the other teams on that bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, That's, yeah, yeah, they, mm-hmm. they draw the, they draw the, I think they have the Raiders and the Broncos. Broncos yeah, then Raiders. Yeah, they have the, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah. Drew Locke and then the Raiders. Yeah. That's, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take, I'll take the Chargers on that one. Mm hmm. Yeah, like again. So your playoff picture is like the like were like exact same as mine. Um, again, I I so yeah. Like I have KC one, Tennessee two, Cincinnati three. Oh, sorry, Buffalo three, Cincinnati four, uh, Colts five, Patriots six, Chargers seven. Again, the like the last three could be in any sort of order. I think like, I, I I I I'm not sure what the uh, what the order would be in in regards to the tiebreaker, um, again, uh, but yeah, I, I have the uh, Colts, uh, Patriots, and uh, Chargers taking the the three the three wild card spots, um, and 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 I think you're hundred percent right in the sense that like the Tennessee like Tennessee uh for example they they have the second seed in the AFC but like they're they by no means I, I, I'm sorry and I don't think there's anyone that really thinks that they're the second best team in the AFC, especially given them like just. The schedule is like, a joke. Yeah, like 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 they're they're ten and five, but like, well, number one, it's kind of incredible that they're actually ten and five, given that like AJ Brown missed a lot of time, Julio Jones missed a lot of time, uh, Derek Henry missed time. Yeah, like so. I mean, um, I mean, you're right. Like their schedule was very soft this year, but I, like, um, but I think we should also kind of mention like they 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 haven't had a lot of their like marquee players in their lineup, but again. Like I think, I think that also just goes to show how easy their schedule was, schedule was, to be honest with you. But like, I don't think they're better than the Bengals. I don't think they're better than the Bills. I don't think they're better than the Colts. I, I don't, like, I don't even really think, I think there's a good chance they're not even better than the, than the Patriots in their current state. I mean, when they have Derrick Henry and AJ Brown, I mean, pro- they're probably better than the Patriots, but like, it's close. And the Chargers, like, it's a toss up. Anyways, uh, on paper, we have the same picks, and I think we are all I think we're basically on the same page in terms of where we think or where the uh, where they rank in terms of uh, like within each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think that's likely the the only thing, mm-hmm. the only possible change I can think of. Yeah. And if if one change were to make be made, the mm-hmm. one change I would say is that the Ravens do beat the Steelers in that last game. And they take the seven. Okay, interesting. They they have the they have the tiebreak over the Chargers. They do. They, okay, they okay. That's what I thought. But okay. the but the Dolphins have the tiebreak over them, which means that if the Dolphins win one of those two hard games that they have, then the Dolphins I think would take it. 
but it, it's yeah. really comp it's really complicated but i think that would that if there's any change i think some way somehow baltimore sneaks in yeah like again like i think if you're just looking at the dolphin schedule if i think the only game i could see them possibly sorry i don't i don't see gillian that they that they could possibly win because again like they've like it's a game like they can win it like any team can go on any week and win any game yep. but like that's what we've learned that, this that, year yeah that game i think the week 18 game against the patriots i don't give Tua and the dolphins much of a chance like i mean granted they have a like again like the like the, the the Dolphins have a really good they have a really nice defense and they've proven it again this year. But like man, like their offense is already borderline anemic, and I don't and I don't trust it putting up against that New England Patriots defense. They've been again they've been unreal this year, especially now that they have they got all those players back from the COVID, from the that opted out last season. Like man, that that Patriots defense is so good. Yes. Anyways, yeah, but I. But yeah, I think you're right though. I think if there's if there's one team that can challenge for the um seventh spot, that's not Miami or the Chargers. I think it has to be Baltimore, just because again, like everyone else in the AFC is just a little bit of a mess in terms of what's yeah. what's below them. So yeah, it's a mess. Anyways, yeah. uh, do you wanna do you wanna go our, our with the bracket or do you wanna start with the NFC now? Uh, let's do the NFC and then we can just do the bracket yep. as a whole. Um, all right, go so ahead. Again, so the, again, the NFC, um, spoiler alert, it's kind of boring because again, I don't foresee there being a lot of changes. Um, so again, shocker, I have the Packers at the one seed. Um, yeah, like the Green Bay Packers are currently 12 and three, um, 800 winning percentage. They put, they have the Vikings in week 17, which I think they're going to win. And then they have the, uh, the scary Detroit Lions <laughs> week 18. So I mean I I think they're gonna win both those games and at fourteen and three. Uh <clears throat> and this in the two seed in the NFC I have the Dallas Cowboys. And again, um a good part a good I, I think the biggest reason for this is just their their schedule the rest of the way. So they have the Arizona Cardinals this week, and I think they're gonna to be honest, I think I think they're gonna wipe the floor with the Cardinals. I don't think it's gonna be a particularly close ball game, which we, you know, which, which which we will get into, I'm sure, when when we talk about our predictions. Um and then they face the Eagles and and if you're Dallas, I don't think Philadelphia scares you at all. because um, again, I think Dallas this year, especially on that defense, they've looked absolutely unreal. Um again, not a whole lot to add there, but um like they've like Dak Prescott has done almost everything he can to bring the uh the Cowboys back up to glory. Um the three seed I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And again, this is more so just because of the schedule. Um and now granted I do know that I like I think they they they've they're dealing with quite a bit of quite a bit of injuries right now with uh Godwin's hurt, Evans is hurt, uh Leonard Fournette's hurt, but I mean the last two games are against the New York Jets and the Carolina Panthers. So, I mean, in my opinion, I think those will probably be two wins. They'll finish the season 13 and four. Sorry, 13 and, yeah, 13 and four, which is pretty solid. Um, again, that, that's good for the three seed. Give me the Rams at the four seed. Uh, they have Baltimore, which I think they'll win. And then the San Francisco 49ers game could be a problem. Um, but again, uh, It'll, it'll, at the very least, it'll be a good game. So again, so just to summarize, my division winners, I have Packers 1, 
Cowboys 2, Buccaneers 3, Rams 4. My wild cards, I have Arizona 5. Um, again, they've already clinched, so it's not really, it's not really up for debate. And then I have the, uh, sorry, I have the, uh, Niners and I have the, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. So for those of you who are keeping track at home, my playoff bracket is exactly what it is right now. Um, Sorry, it is what it is right now, minus the uh, like the the current arrangement because I have Tampa Bay ahead of the Rams. Um, I think Minnesota. I think Minnesota could make it interesting, but again, they're playing Green Bay. I don't expect them to win, so I'll break them to seven and nine. And like um, other teams that are seven and eight include the, the Falcons, who I don't trust, the New Orleans Saints, who I don't trust, and everything after that's just hot fire, hot garbage with the. With Washington, Carolina, Chicago, so again, there's there's definitely not a lot. There's definitely a lot less to choose from here, but hey, that's the it, it evens out with the FC. So again, you can't complain. Yep, I have nothing to add. That was yep. that's pretty much it. I didn't know much about the tiebreaker, so you you reminded mm-hmm. me that Dallas has the tiebreak over uh, Tampa and the Rams, so they are the two seed right now, despite them having the same record. Does Tampa doesn't Tampa have the tiebreaker over Dallas? Well, they, they beat w- them opening night. Yeah, but then the Rams beat Tampa, and I don't. Right. I don't know. I don't know. It's right. weird, but yeah. but it seems yeah. like Tampa. It seems like Dallas is ahead of them right now. I can check yeah, the. Uh, yeah. Okay, I can check yeah. the standings. I'm, but really, I'm, look, that's I'm looking at it right now. They're looking, looking mm-hmm. right now. They are. They're ahead yeah, of them. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna change that real quick. So. No problem. By the bracket, Dallas would play Philly in the first round. And That'd be such a good game. Oh my god! Yeah. And then Ooh. what is Tampa next, or is the Ram, are the Rams next? So in terms of the actual standings, as of right now, the Rams are over Tampa Bay. Okay. But, okay, that's but I, that's what we'll keep it. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Tampa. So as of right now, the NFC is Green Bay one, Dallas two, Rams three, Bucks four, Cards five. Niners six, Eagles seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll keep it that way. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've got our brackets. Yes, sir. Let's do them. All right. Start oh. with the AFC. I, I guess I was doing the AFC, so I'll go with my yeah. bracket. Sounds good. Uh, the, the first game would be, unless you... We we kind of agreed to the bracket, right? We agreed. Yeah. To, okay, cool. So that would mean Tennessee plays the Chargers in that first game. And mm-hmm. we talked a lot of shit about the Titans, so I guess we'll keep that going. Charge Chargers win that game. Yeah. It'll be a it'll be a fun game. It'll be a fun game, mm-hmm. but Chargers will take it. Uh the yeah. next game would be it would be Buffalo and New England would be the next game, which that'll be that'll be fun. And by fun, and by fun, I mean probably a defense-heavy game, just like the last mm-hmm. one. And I think Buffalo will take that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long Buffalo as it's not windy like that one game a couple weeks ago, that was yeah. crazy. Oh my god! Yeah, Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's that was that was ballsy passing the yeah. ball three times. <laughs> they won. Yeah, they attempted one pass in the first half. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh my god. That was a great game. I remember watching it. That was that was so, that was so crazy. Holy shit! Back back to the olden days that we're too yeah. young for. 
Yeah. Yep. And then Cincy and Indianapolis, really a toss up, but I mean, the Colts, man, Not they, really. they've been yeah. playing, they've been playing so well lately. I think, yeah. I think they, you have to pick Indy. Mm-hmm. Which means that. again that, yep. yeah. Sorry, what were you saying? No, I was going to say something you mentioned earlier. Like, the Colts are probably the second best team in the AFC. And I don't think it's, and I, and I don't think it's particularly close either. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit of a drop off, isn't there? Mm hmm. Yeah. Like, I think, I think, opinion, yeah. like, dare I, I say, the, the third best team would be the Chargers, wouldn't it? I don't know, man. Cause like, okay, so the way I look at it is like Casey is like head and shoulders above everyone. And we've talked about this, I think we've, we've talked about this privately before, like, the can like the Kansas City Chiefs are probably the best team in the AFC, but they're nowhere near how good. Like I don't think they're anywhere near the top in terms of like overall Super Bowl favorites this year. But in terms of the AFC, like I think it goes Chiefs, and I think it goes Colts, and then like it's really toss up after that between like maybe Cincinnati, Buffalo, the Chargers, like Baltimore when they're healthy. But like I like the chart, like the Colts are like a clear cut too, in my opinion, like. Because they they have everything, man. Or not, not not everything. They have they have a lot of things going for them. Great offensive line, great defense, great three defensive unit. Like that defense is just unbelievable, man. Holy cow! They 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 finally have a quarterback who can actually throw the ball at times. Now, granted, his decision making at times can be a bit questionable. And they have Jonathan Taylor, and they have a good receiving core like Michael Pittman, uh, Pascal. Like they, man. I'm looking forward to watching the Colts in the playoffs. Oh my god! <laughs> you sold the Colts pretty well. That's kind of what we've been saying about them all year—that they're just such a well-coached, well-prepared team with a good amount of talent across the board. Mm-hmm. So, and because of the way injuries played out, the fact that they're so well-coached and well-prepared propelled them to this spot, and mm-hmm. that's why they're—that's why they're number two. You mentioned the healthy Ravens. We all know the healthy Ravens would be the number one team in the AFC, at least number two, at least. Yeah. The not look the not healthy Ravens beat the Colts and the Chiefs. Beat them both. Beat the Colts. Yeah. It, yeah. Beat yeah. the Chiefs. Beat the yep. Colts. That's fair. Yeah, I think they'd be number one. Most people would say they're number two. They're probably right. Whatever. I'm I'm a, I'm a Ravens fan. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna put them at number one. But yeah. you're absolutely right. So along those lines, we have I have Indy beating Buffalo. And I have Kansas City beating the Chargers. Yeah, again, no, no, no disagreements there. Yeah, and setting up an AFC Championship that's a rematch of the 2018 divisional round, Kansas City and Indianapolis. Well, yeah, right about that game. That's good game. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a solid game. Uh, Mahomes had a pretty slow start, threw a pick in the uh, in his within his own 10 yard line that got re- returned for a touchdown. I forget who caught it, but. Didn't matter. The Chiefs just kept the Colts at arm's length for the rest of the game. And that's how I'd predict this game to go to with the Kansas City's new and improved defense. I just see no way that Indianapolis can keep up with their scoring output. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, I think it'll be close. I mean, like, because the thing I have with, um, the, like the problem, the, like, sorry. The main problem I have with uh, what's it called with the Chiefs is that like I just they've been don't don't get me wrong they've been unbelievable the last couple of weeks like they've been probably one of the hot like probably the hottest team in the AFC and again like when they when you have as much firepower as they do it's to be expected but like man 
the way they started off the season was awful. And I think, and again, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I do think that I do think the Chiefs win the AFC. But like, I think if there's a team that can take them down, I think the Indianapolis Colts are probably the most like the best equipped team to do it. If not Buffalo, Buffalo and Indy, in my opinion, are the yeah. two teams that are best equipped to take down Patrick Mahomes and the in the Chiefs. But like, I don't think it's going to be this year. <laughs> Here's my thing about the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. They've they've looked really bad this year yep. in a few games. When they beat the Giants, they looked really bad. When they beat Washington, they didn't look very good. There were games where they just they did not look good, and they still won. But that's the thing. They still won. They're on an eight-game winning streak right now. Their only actual losses, their only actual losses this season are Week Two Baltimore, which was relatively healthy. <laughs> Week three Chargers and like week five Buffalo. Yeah. Those are all those are all fringe playoff teams that are all gonna finish the season with maybe all of them are gonna finish with winning records. Those are the mm-hmm. only teams that have actually managed to play a full sixty minute winning game against Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And that that I think has to be taken into account. It's like the way the Pittsburgh Steelers have been playing for the last three or three to five years against bad teams. Yeah. They they play down to them for three quarters, and then they realize that they have top end talent and they use it to win the game. It's a it's a four quarter game, and Kansas City does enough to win the games. That's what they've been doing this yeah. year. They haven't been the team of past years where they can just score fifty points, unless you're the Raiders. It's. They're they're the team that'll suffocate you on defense and they'll chip away at you on offense. That's that's how they play this year. It's why they're on an eight game winning streak. It works. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't think Indy can beat them. I think I think yep. it's possible. I just think the mm-hmm. odds are in Kansas City's favor. That's why I have them, spoiler alert, winning the Super Bowl. Interesting. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I I guess the only the only thing I can really I can really counter with that is I'm looking at their schedule and you're right, you're they're on an eight game winning streak. But if you look at the teams they've beaten, there's they like there's some really good teams. Like they beat Green Bay thirteen to seven, which is really Yeah, Jordan team. Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Okay, so they beat so they beat Green Bay. Um without Aaron Rodgers, which is fine. They beat yeah. Dallas. They beat Dallas. Again, who we thought was gonna be second seed. That's impressive. But like, man, like Green Bay, so on, so the, the teams they've beaten on this win streak are the Giants. We know how we feel about the Giants. And that's 20 to 17. The Packers, 13 to 17 without Aaron Rodgers. The Raiders, 41 to 14. Oh my god. <laughs> the, the Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys, 19 to 9. The bye. Denver, 22 to 9. Again, we know how we feel about Denver. The Raiders forty-eight to nine. Oh my god! That's what I said. That's what I said. Yeah, I know. The Chargers, the, the Chargers thirty-four to twenty-eight. That's that was genuinely a great game. impressive. That was an awesome. That was a great game. game. That was a really great game. I was watching. And then that. they, and then they the, stopped the Steelers last week. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Like, so I mean, what I will say is, I, 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 like, I get what you're saying, and I think in principle you're right. Like, like they've had to change up their strategy because like at the beginning of the year they were getting absolutely stomped not stomped but they were like their defense was doing nothing like they like they were getting like like i'm looking at it now like 29 points against cleveland 35 points uh 35 points against sorry 36 points against baltimore 30 points against the chargers 
they allowed, they allowed 30 points to the to the Eagles. And then 38 Buffalo. points. 38 to Buffalo. Oh, 38. Then, like, oh, wow. Yeah, so after that, like, it's next three, like, or, you know, 27 to the Titans. Anyways, my point here is, like, I question if this is sustainable and if this and if this way they're playing is sustainable. Maybe it isn't. Or so maybe it is, and I'm wrong, which is, again, which is fine. I, it's not the first time I'd be wrong. But, like, I just have my questions marked, my question marks with the Chiefs right now. And, again, and I think it's more so just because, like you said, they had to make an adjustment probably through the season. And we haven't seen this current rendition of the Chiefs take on some of the bigger dogs in the NFC in the playoffs yet. Yep. And, that, mm-hmm. and that'll be the interesting thing. But yep. just given the fact that they don't have much competition in the AFC, I think that needs to be taken into account too. Yep. And I, again, I don't disagree with it at all. And, I, and again, we, I think we've talked about that, like not, not necessarily on the podcast, just like more so privately, but yeah, like the AFC was a joke this year, in my opinion. I'm sorry, not a, not a joke, but it's, it's, it's just inconsistent. It's, it's, not, it's inconsistent. And I like, I, when you, there's nowhere near as many actual Super Bowl contenders in the AFC than, than there is in the NFC, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I think I think the le- the AFC is just lucky that the Ravens don't have fifty three Justin Tuckers. Agreed. I, I said Tucker it. Play- yeah, Everyone Justin was thinking it, but quarter- I said it. Yeah, yeah Justin Justin Tucker playing quarterback, except instead of throwing the bully kicks it down the field. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would pay to watch there- that. I would, I would <laughs> just pay to watch that. Yeah, just kickoffs instead of throws. That'd be fun. Yeah, like no kicking it to receivers in the end zone. Oh, that'd be so yeah. funny. 100-yard field goal attempts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's either it's yeah. either a field goal attempt from 100 yards or it's a fake. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Have him run 100 yards. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Get the yeah. get the holder to throw a pass. Oh, the Hollywood god. Brown down the field. Let him do the rest of the yeah. work. Yeah. Honestly, the Ravens should have been doing this. I, I need to call John yeah. Herbaugh. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, regardless, yes, yes. regardless, the Chiefs are my pick. Who's your pick for the AFC? Uh, I'll I'll take the Chiefs. I mean, I'm hoping it's the Colts. I really would like to see the Colts be the represent the AFC or the Bills. One of those two, Bills or the Colts. I would really like them to. I would really like to see them win, uh, take over the AFC this year. But I'm not confident it's going to happen. So I'll take the Chiefs. Okay. Cool. All right, Chiefs. Now to the NFC, and I'll let you. I'll let yeah. you take this one. Yeah. Okay. So again, we'll go off of the bracket that I formulated, which is relatively similar, so this should be relatively easy. First game would be Green uh, sorry, Green Bay is a bye, so the first game would be the Dallas Cowboys playing the Philadelphia Eagles, which would be a very fun game, a matchup of the NFC Least, one of the worst divisions of football historically, um, not, sorry, not necessarily historically, but recent, recent history. Um, Dallas has taken that. Let's well, not Let's not overthink this, boys and girls. Like they're they are taking that ball game. Uh, so give me Dallas. And then according to my bracket, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at three. Mm-hmm. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be playing the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, again, I'm, I'm in this scenario, in this little dream, in this little uh, make believe land where we're playing all these playoff football games. I have the Buccaneers being fully healthy. If they are healthy, I have them beating the 49ers. I do think it's going to be a lot closer than people think, again, because I think the, the Niners obviously do have, they still do have a really good defense. Nick Bosa is obviously unbelievable, so it's a really good football player. But uh, the Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have both an a great defense and an amazing offense. 
and I just don't I don't see the 49ers being able to keep up with the Buccaneers just with with Jimmy G. I I just don't think it's possible. I I just don't think it's in the cards. So give me Tampa Bay, and then last we have Rams and the Cardinals. Again, I've I've talked about. I think we 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 may have talked about it earlier in the pod, but um, I think the Rams are going to completely curb stomp the the Cardinals in this game, and it's more and like again, this is just because I don't. I don't think the I think the Cardinals had a really good start. They had a really great start. Kyler Murray was one of the great was was once again one of the one of the early MVP favorites. But just as as the season's gone on, the Cardinals have gotten have gotten colder and colder and colder. They've lost multiple players due to injury, and they've just they've looked just they've looked horrible the last couple of weeks up to the point where they where they got where they've got they got picked they lost to the lions like they, it wasn't like a it wasn't like a ravens loss where like they like they sorry it wasn't like the uh not the loss right it wasn't like the vikings loss where they lost on a walk off it wasn't mm-hmm. even close in like the last like so the cardinals don't have it the rams in my in my opinion are might be the might be one of the I don't. I don't want to say they're a sleeper team in the NFC because I think everyone knows what they're capable of and how good they are on paper. But I think, anyways. So that means we have Green Bay. So, so we have Green Bay, Dallas, LA, and the Buccaneers. So that'll be, that'll be interesting. So then, again, going by my bracket. Oh, sorry. Do, and, sorry. Do you have anything you want to add to that before we? Any disagreements there? Any notes? Anything you want to add? Not a single disagreement. Okay. The only the only thing I'll say is that in my original bracket I had the Rams at three and Tampa at four, and that kind of yeah. changed how things were. But I'm I'm gonna throw that away because I think yours is your rendition is more accurate. Okay. Good to know. That's, that doesn't happen very often, so I'm kind of proud of that actually. Um, okay. <laughs> so uh, NFC. So, okay. So second round. The again, according to my rendition, we have the Green Bay Packers playing the LA Rams. Again, I think that's going to be a hell of a football game. Like again, I I I hope the Rams don't. I hope the Rams get the three seed because I want to see the the Rams play the Packers in the NFC Championship game. Because man, I uh-huh. want to see. Like I think that'd be a way better game. Um, and the, sorry, I want that game to be in the like in, with a lot higher stakes. But anyways, I, that, that's that's not how that that's not, that's not how this works. This is how we're going 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 by the projections. So we have Green Bay and we have the Rams. And this kills me to say, but I have Green Bay beating the Rams. I like, and again, while while I do believe that the Rams are the fourth best team in the NFC, uh, or like they're the, the while well, I believe they're going to be the four seed, they've also looked very inconsistent in the last little bit. Now again, mm-hmm. you can you can you can chalk it up to injuries, you can chalk it up to COVID, you can chalk it up whatever you want. Matt Stafford is supposed to be the missing piece of this football team, and he hasn't looked that great recently. A lot of questionable decisions, a lot of bad throws, a lot of interceptions, a lot of turnovers. They like you can't you can't do that against uh, Green Bay in the frozen tundra of uh, Lambeau Field. They will make you pay, especially with that defense, because that Green Bay defense looks way better than it did last year, or looks at least serviceable. So again, I have the Green Bay Packers beating the Rams. I don't I don't think it's going to be particularly close. I think it'll be I think. It'll be close throughout the game, and the Packers will probably take over towards the end. I really want to see that Jalen Ramsey Devontae Adams matchup because I think every time it's on, it's absolutely must see TV. Anyways, Packers beating the Rams. 
And then we have a rematch of the Cowboys and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And again, I think this is going to be the closest playoff. Assuming this happens, I think it's probably going to be the closest closest playoff game in the NFC bracket, just because I think both teams are match up match up against each other very well. We saw Week One uh, mm-hmm. on opening night, um, and again that Dallas defense this year looks oh my god they look unreal. Like mm-hmm. uh, they do. Like like uh, Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs have really taken it have really come into their own. Mm-hmm. They they're probably two of the favorites to be defensive players of the for defensive player of the year, um, or they're or they're at very least up there. I don't know if they're if people consider them favorites, but I think they're very at very they're very least like near the top of the can uh, near like they're one of the favorite candidates basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, that's why I have them upsetting the the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. if, if if you want to call it an upset, I know they have them as the two seed, but again. Dallas has one of the most interesting, most like most dynamic offenses in the NFL. And again, I think we said it at the beginning of the season, this their defense is what is what was holding them back last year. And the fact they now have it shored up, they have De- they have Dak Prescott coming back, they have Amari Cooper, CD Lamb is finally back. They have a really nice one-two running back combination. And um, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony and uh, Tony Pollard, who's had an unbelievable season, by the way. We haven't really—I don't think we've brought him up yet. He has mm-hmm. saved the Dallas Cowboys from Ezekiel Elliott's mediocre season. So again, this might be unpopular, but again, especially again, I know I was assuming that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to be healthy in this little fantasy that we're doing. But again, if Tampa Bay can't get healthy, like I think it's like Dallas is the clear-cut favorite. And then Dallas versus Green Bay, I th- I still think Aaron Rodgers finds a way to beat the uh, to beat the Cowboys at a uh, Lambeau Field, um, and again, like it's it, it might be a toss up because again, I do think Dallas is a very complete team, a lot more, and I think they're a lot better than people give them credit for. But I think also that if you look at Green Bay right now, especially if, if they're able to get Bakhtiari back on that offensive line. I think they're going to be, I think Green Bay is going to be a force. Um, and then, yeah, so then, then Green Bay goes to the Super Bowl uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Um, I'll just quickly go over your picks because I think mm. most of them are right. Um, Green Bay, as we saw last year in the, in the NFC Divisional round, they match up really well to the Rams. Even with Matthew Stafford in, they match up really, really well to the Rams. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a no-brainer. Green Bay wins that game. You were talking about Matthew Stafford being inconsistent. He threw three picks against the uh, the Vikings last week. The Vikings don't okay. have a great secondary. So I don't know. I think, yeah, I Stafford. Saw, yeah. Stafford I, I saw know. a really good quote recently. Is you can take Stafford out of Detroit, but you can't take Detroit out of Stafford. <laughs> that's true. He's He is a chucker from time to time. I love Matt Stafford, but oh my god, Matt, Jesus. That's all that yeah. needs to be said there. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I agree with you about Dallas over Tampa. I think Dallas is one of the team, one of the only teams in the league that can actually really take it to Tampa. I think they have the pieces to do it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they match up well to each other. I think that the fact that Tampa's or Dallas is a really complete offense, that they can do things in so many ways, that really helps them. And so, yeah, I would take them over. I would take them over Tampa, healthy or not. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. 
but obviously they're not going to be healthy. Neither of them are going to be. I really and, hope they are because I think because I think that'd be a really fun game to watch because even op- opening night was unbelievable. That was a really op- good football yeah. game. Opening like, night but, came down to a few Tom Brady ref calls. Yep. Oh but, yeah. I think I think Dallas could have very well won that game. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. And it's just going to be a matter of whether Tom Brady pays the refs before the games, like he did against Buffalo and Dallas. And, uh, well, I mean, he, let's be honest here. But regardless. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so that leads us to Dallas and Green Bay. And I think your reasons are correct. I think, oh, no. I think Green Bay should win this game. You forgot one thing. What? Green Bay is cursed in the NFC Championship. I know. I know you're going to bring that up. I know you're going to yeah, bring that up. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to take Dallas because Green Bay is cursed. That's okay. it. I think, I think Dallas has the means to you know, keep up with them offensively. That's really all it is. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I think it, historically we've seen that there's a very clear way to beat Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship, and that's to keep him off the field and to use – and to use, you know, play action and the running backs. You know, in 2019, or maybe it wasn't 2020, it was 2020, I guess, Raheem Mostert set the record for most rushing yards in a playoff game with his performance against the Packers in the NFC Championship. Leonard Fournette had a really good game in 2021. Yeah, 20... You can put it... Last year, last season, yeah. Yeah, but... I mean the the game yeah no it wasn't 2021 you, you get the point I'm I'm mixed up with the the dates they're really yeah, jumbled yeah, in my yeah. mind but you get you get the idea run the ball and mm-hmm. the Dallas Cowboys have one of the best offensive lines in the league if they stay healthy and a one two a one two running back punch that you mentioned that could really take it to the Packers defense mm-hmm. so so defensively who cares like their pass rush is good enough they have they have somebody that can mark up. Devontae Adams relatively well and Trayvon Diggs, they'll be fine. I think they can win the game, but because the Packers are cursed, I think they will win the game. And that'll be a nice thing for Mike McCarthy to say fuck you to his former team. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh, that'd be crazy. Oh yeah, it'd be God. fun. Yeah, it would be yeah, fun. I mean, uh, but no, I mean, if, if it were, if they do happen to play in a game that's not the NFC Championship, Green Bay probably wins. <laughs> Yeah. Well, like, again, one thing I'm curious to see, and again, this is I'm not I'm not hoping for this. But I'm, I'm I'm just genuinely curious. Is are we gonna see the same effect that Aaron Rod? That are we gonna see the same? Are we gonna see the same effect that Tom Brady has on the officials on Aaron Rodgers? Because I think, especially last week, people were questioning it. Because I think who did they play last week? They played the. Uh, Wait, who, who are we talking about? The Packers. Who are the Packers? Packers? The Packers last week. I'm mm. checking right now. Yeah, check. I, might have been the Bears. Uh, Cleveland. Yeah, sorry, it's Cleveland. I think there's a relatively questionable. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the fourth oh. interception, the the missed pi. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So again, like again. We've seen this happen in sports before. Uh, I know. That seemed that seemed like an incident. That wasn't an Aaron Rodgers call. That wasn't an, just. Well, I, I I know, but like I'm saying, generally, did, what call. if we see that going? Because Bad like call. again, if there's one thing we see, if that's anything that, we, that we've noticed going forward, especially teams with like the Steelers, for example, with that massive 
average penalty yard differential is okay, that's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, and then we and then, like you just said with Tom Brady, like Aaron Rodgers is someone who's capable of getting calls like that though. Mm-hmm. So again, again, I will I won't disagree with you. They are definitely cursed. Like last year was I thought last year was their year, um, and it wasn't because Tom Brady said "fuck you, Aaron." This is my year, um, and they won the Super Bowl. But yeah, like I'll just say that I, I like I hope I really hope they win because I think if they make it to the Super Bowl, they're gonna beat Kansas City. But um, anyways, um, yeah. If if the NFC Championship happens to be a rematch of last year's, and it's Green Bay and Tampa. Who do you want to win the game? Not who do you think will win the game. Who do you Bay. want to win the game? Green Bay for so many. Like, because number one, Tampa won last year. Give someone else a shot. <laughs> but um, no, like I, like, I really like Vontae Adams a lot. I like he's probably one of my favorite players to watch. He's unbelievable. Aaron Jones, I like a lot. Like, there's a lot of players I like. I just like on the Packers instead of the instead of the Buccaneers. Um, my attitude towards Antonio Brown's has been a complete 180, especially after the whole fake vaccination card. Uh, like, <laughs> and then like, man, like, like, at some point you just you just like when you're so freaking successful, you just want to see them lose. Like Gronk, uh, Tom Brady, like Bruce oh, Arians, I think. Yeah. yeah, like Brady, like Arians when he was with the uh, the Steelers, I think he like he was he was really successful. So like man, like I get like you know I get that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a franchise haven't been successful, but man, like that team is just they're they're a great team. Don't get me wrong. It's just I would like to see like especially if this is Aaron Rodgers last year at the Packers. Like it would be such a nice way for him to end his time in Green Bay, just to with end it with the Super Bowl to send the like to send the fans off of something that's actually like significant instead of choking in the playoffs again. Like 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 he has every year since two thousand and ten. Yeah, fair. I don't know. I think maybe I thought maybe your opinion would would change after all the stuff came out about Aaron Rodgers being a COVID idiot. But yeah, like I didn't even think of that. Like I mean. Like there's one like there's one thing that like there's one thing this pandemic has taught me or not 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 necessarily the pandemic just like the year and a half because there's been a lot of stuff that's come out in sports like the last like two years or so like for the wrong reasons not for the right reasons but like it's so difficult to actually like root for the root for athletes nowadays and, and actually have them be like your role models or like people you look up to because the reality is there's so many stuff there's so much stuff that happens behind the scenes that you have no idea but it's just so messed up so like the, so like in this episode alone we've talked about the henry Ruggs situation the uh damon arnett situation we've now talked about aaron Rodgers not being anti-vax and basically lying to them essentially lying uh by um what's the word i'm looking for um immunized no, he basically he lied by tell, by uh, by hiding the fact that he wasn't actually vaccinated and used another sort of treatment to basically become like be vaccinated or to help combat the virus, which is not the same. But like, like in just in terms of an athlete, like just strictly athlete with Aaron Rodgers, he is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And if he's gonna end his tenure in Green Bay. 
I think at least for the fans, that would be a very nice send off. But in terms of a person, I couldn't really care less for him, especially because especially especially after the stuff with the um with the anti vax like he's been really obnoxious about it. Like I think yeah. I saw him recently. Too, I saw much. I saw him recently on Twitter or not? Sorry, I saw a picture of him on Twitter where he was wearing a um a cancel culture hoodie. I think it was basically to point to the fact that people tried to cancel. Like it's just. He's too much. He, he, again, yeah. don't get me wrong. Super talented player, but like, man, like he, I think he just, he's one of those players. He's turning into one of those players. I think he needs to kind of like take a step back and just kind of stop talking. <laughs> yeah, I think that goes for a lot of athletes too. A hundred percent. But I don't know. I, I hate them both. I don't want to see either love, one in the NFC Championship. I love you, Vontae. Come to Vegas, please. <laughs> yep. Yep. If you're gonna win a championship, do it for Devontae Adams. He deserves it. Oh, and, I love and, and the Packers. Yeah, and the Packers fans. I just don't think the Packers organization deserves it, and I don't think I. Also, just I don't like Aaron Rodgers anymore. There, that's just it. But anyways, I think we can all agree that the ideal scenario is in the last week of playing. Tom Brady goes down with an injury. Blaine Gabbert comes in and leads the the Bucks to a Super Bowl. Just so everybody knows, Tom Brady's no. a fucking fraud. Like he, he always has to been. get a ring, yo. Vontae needs but a ring. Think about the think about the narratives. Think about the legacy of Blaine Gabbert. Blaine fucking Gabbert comes in for Tom Brady and leads them okay. to a Super Bowl. What if Jordan Love leads Aaron Rot leads the Packers to a Super Bowl? I think I think that would be more on Jordan Love than it would be on the Packers system. I think if Blaine Gabbert were to come in and win and win games, I think that says way more about Tom Brady than it does about Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> okay, that's, that's all, fair. That's all I'm going to say. I think we're getting a little off track. We're talking about backup quarterbacks winning their team in the Super Bowl. That's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, again, that's just a pipe dream for me, but I genuinely oh, believe absolutely. that if that if that were to happen, I've seen Blaine Gabbert play with the, with the top, te- mm-hmm. the top uh, team with the, uh, I don't know how they call it, the, the starters. We've yeah. seen it when when Tom Brady it's just was, leaves the game. Yeah. yeah, he looks he looks solid. Yeah, I I think I think he would be able to do good things for the roster. That's all. That's all I'm yeah. saying. He's a very similar he's a very similar quarterback at this point to Tom Brady, just like a dumber, slightly more athletic version of Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, okay. regardless, yeah. So let's just go to the Super Bowl. Uh, you have Kansas City and Green Bay. I have Kansas City and Dallas. Yeah. Um, I, it's just, it's weird thinking about Dallas and the Super Bowl, but I mean, that's just, that's just the way it's, it goes with the matchups and stuff and Green Bay yeah. being cursed and, and, you know, the, the Buccaneers, ill, ill advised the Buccaneers starting Tom Brady over Blaine Gabbard. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I, I just, I, I think that Kansas City would beat them. I think Kansas City will win the Super Bowl if if they go if they go up against Dallas. And, and if they go honestly, up, and, and as you're alluding to, if they go up to against Green Bay, I think Green Bay beats them. Yeah. Well, I thought yeah. Uh, personally, I think whoever comes out of the NFC is going to win the Super Bowl. Um, sorry, if any of the four teams. Um, Packers, Cowboys, Rams, or Buccaneers comes out of the NFC. I think they're going to be Kansas City. And again, I think that's more, I don't think it's any, I don't necessarily think it's an indictment on the Chiefs, 
more so as it is just a compliment to how competitive, how on how just how great the NFC is. Because like the Kansas City Chiefs still obviously have like um, Tyree Kill, they got Kelsey, they got McCardman, they still have like some, they still have like Tyron Matthew on defense. But man, like. Sorry, and obviously they have Patrick Mahomes. How do they not include Patrick Mahomes in that statement? That's ridiculous. But, like, no, like, I just look at those four teams, and I think they're just, with the exception of maybe the Packers, but the, I think the Packers are a bit, they're, they're a bit of a, they're, they're an outlier. The Cowboys, the Rams, and the Buccaneers, I think those three teams are way more, are a lot more of a complete football team in contrast to the Chiefs, where they feel it feels like they're just very top-heavy, if that makes sense, where they have, like, three or four guys, especially on offense, and then after that kind of really drops off. But anyways, in the Packers, like, they have Aaron Rodgers, they have Vontae Adams. Like, the, like the, they may not be a, like, more complete team. I think they're basically as complete of a team as the, as the Chiefs, but I also think some of their players on the defensive side of the ball might be a bit more talented than what the Chiefs got. I don't know if that's a hot take, but... Um, that was kind of my take on it. I think I, I agree with you to a certain extent. I just think that you're overestimating the Chiefs' offensive uh, mediocrity. That's not that's not who they are anymore. They're not mm-hmm. they're not the team mm-hmm. that they were last year. They're not the team that mm-hmm. they were two three years ago. They're a different team this mm-hmm. year, and I, they're the type of team that does. They're, they're the type of team that Tom Brady has played on their enti- his entire career. The team that just does enough to win no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. They're defense, defensively, they're very strong. They've got a good, they've got a really good offensive line. They have a really good run game. They have a really good pass game. They can stop the pass. Mm-hmm. They can stop the run. Well, they're, they're not the best at stopping the run, but they can fix that. My yeah. point is that the Kansas City Chiefs, I think we're all so accustomed to seeing the Kansas City Chiefs the way they were in the past few years, where they're this really exciting, uh, pass heavy offensive juggernaut that mm-hmm. has really sacrificed everything on defense to become that team. When you're forgetting that, yeah, maybe they've struggled on offense, but I think that's just because they're, they're playing a different game. They're playing mm-hmm. the Tom Brady game. Mm-hmm. Which like, is uh, when. Yeah, and the, yeah, and again, I think we talked about this. We like we talked about that earlier on. But again, my my response to that is I don't disagree with that, but I need to see them do it get consistently against team against against these top teams that ha, that that have their starting quarterback and Aaron Rodgers, like as we alluded to when they beat the Green Bay Packers thirteen to seven. Um, again, like don't get me wrong, it's it's obviously like. Winning eight games in a row in the NFL isn't easy. Like, like it's not that's not an easy feat. But that being said, like some of the teams that they've beat on that win streak are nowhere near the just they're nowhere near as complete or as good of a football team as like the Rams or the Packers when they're healthy. I mean, they beat the Cowboys, which I mentioned was a very impressive win. But like they're gonna like if you give me one game. In the Super Bowl, where they have to shut down one of those four teams, I haven't seen enough yet against against like actual like elite contender ball clubs to feel comfortable that the Chiefs are actually capable of playing that same style and being as successful as they have the last eight games. Okay, that's a fair take. Have yeah. you seen the Packers play defense? 
Uh, I have, and it's not pretty, but uh, like, you know, like that, that, that's why I'm genuinely curious to see like what happens if if the two of them were to match up in the playoffs. Because again, they're still not a great like defensive ball club. I'm not going to try to like work my way way around it. Like in terms of defense, they're 18th against def- against defense def- defending the run. They're 11th in, def- in defending the pass, which is actually pretty good. And I think they're overall eleventh. Um, they're they're eleventh overall in defensive defensive efficiency, which actually isn't that bad, all things considered, considering where they were last year. But, but like, still, I, I I get where the concerns come from. But like, when you have as much firepower as they have, I think it's there's also like, they're basically kind of like a mini version of what the Chiefs were last year, or what they have been the last couple of years, minus like an elite tight end. But that's <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a fair point. Um, yeah, the, the Packers have been so brutal against the run this year. And the reason why I'd have them beating the Chiefs is because the Chiefs don't really have the ability to take advantage yeah. of that the way that mm-hmm. the teams like the Cowboys and the Buccaneers and the Rams can. Well, the, the Rams kind of can. I think, I think the Buccaneers absolutely can and the Cowboys yeah. probably can. Well, if, well, if the, if the, if, the Rams are getting Cam Akers back, like like that's confirmed. Like like he's coming back, and it might be as early this week. And oh. if he, he comes back, they can exploit that because Cam Akers is a hell of an athlete. No, granted, just, how much of a they just match up too well on the other side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Like if you remember, if you remember last year's game, they completely neutralized Aaron Donald for the whole game. Yeah, which is like impossible mm-hmm. to do. They just mm-hmm. the the play action game just completely takes away the the defensive tackle. Yeah, it's, well, now it's, they have so, Von Miller, it's so good. So. Yeah, yeah. And that that could good. that could add an extra layer. That's true. Yeah. And Jalen Ram and Jalen Ramsey's a menace, but I mean Devontae Adams did beat him last year. Yeah, yeah. Like Vontae yeah. Vontae's unbelievable. Best yeah. receiver in the league, in my opinion. I don't think it's particularly close. Yeah, it's fair. All right, so yeah, that those are our picks. Uh, just real quick, uh, do you have anything more to say about that? Uh, not necessarily. That's uh, why not really. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I we, think we've kind of talked about everything we need to say in terms in terms in terms of the playoff picture. Yeah, we we could go on for a long time about uh, our the the, these the, these these topics. It's just uh, yeah, yeah, we because we're recording this, we have to cut it off. <laughs> yes, unfortunately. Yeah, just real quick, we'll, we'll go over our player award picks, and I don't think these yeah. will be controversial at all. Uh, yeah. MVP, this was just a really shallow year for MVP candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no clear-cut player to win it like Aaron yeah. Rodgers last year, but Aaron Rodgers will win it again. He he played yeah. really well this year. When he was on the field, he was a baller. Let's just give yeah. it to him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, I know Jonathan Taylor's been getting some buzz, but he's a running back. That's just the way it goes. He'll he'll will give him offensive player of the year though. If Derrick Henry didn't win it last year, there's no way Jonathan Taylor wins it this year. Like just plain and simple. Like easy. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Mm-hmm. He win he'll win offensive player of the year this year. Although 100%. I think hundred percent. It'll be close with Cooper Cup, but I think he's gonna have it. Mm-hmm. He's gonna have it. It's just the the hype's been there all year. I think Cooper Cup's there, and I think I think number three on that list is Debo Samuel. Yeah, mm-hmm. no one, no one's talking about Debo. He's been unbelievable. Like he's like, oh my, god. he's he's the perfect hybrid player. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. 
I feel you. I'm I'm playing against him this week in the finals of my fantasy league. Uh, he's he's flex he's flex number one. Jesus you know what Christ. that you know what that means? He's got two wide receivers better than better you're saying. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you know who they are. Oh my god, and they're playing Houston. Good luck. Oh, I'll be fine. I got it. I got it. Don't worry. I got okay. it. I got it. Okay. I got it. It's okay. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, if quarterbacks are included in this offensive player of the year candidacy, which I think is ridiculous because yeah. it's, it's not supposed to be that, but whatever. If they yeah. are, then Debo Samuel's replaced by Tom Brady because NFL, but that's Jonathan Taylor's going to win it. Yeah. Defensive player of the year is tough. I mean, yeah. you have your you have three front runners. They were the three front runners last year. They're going to be the front runners this year. Miles Garrett, I think, edges out T.J. Watt. And the reason why I say that is because T.J. Watt had some injuries. Yeah. And he missed a few games. But T.J. Watt's numbers are better despite the fewer games played, which makes it interesting. Although numbers obviously don't matter because T.J. Watt had the best numbers last year, and he still didn't win. So... I just, I just think that for some reason have, they just have some affinity with giving it to Aaron Donald or someone that's not TJ Watt. So Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett's going to win it this year. I think he, he had the bigger plays, you know? Yeah. I, like, I think it's tough because, sorry, the only, the only reason it's tough is we talked about this like recently, but like the, the fact that, it, um, that, TJ Watt still has like seven, uh, 17 and a half sacks, <laughs> yet only playing 13 games is un, which is unreal. That is so ridiculous. Like yeah. how like, that's over a sack per game. Like yeah. Jesus Christ, TJ. Like yeah. Now, hold on. If you just give me a sec, I'm quickly gonna compare that to our good friend. What's his He's name? got 15. Um, Miles Garrett is 15. I already checked. Okay. But uh, the, the uh, thing yeah, is that I, that last year when yeah. when Bud Bud Dupree went down on the other side of the line, yeah. TJ Watts TJ Watts numbers stagnated, and this year he still has Cam Hayward and stuff on to it on the line. So I mean, you could you could say that TJ Watt is a great player, but he has a lot of help. He's always had a lot of help. Melvin Ingram was mm-hmm. there at the beginning of the year. And, you know, there's some pretty decent pass rushers there that a lot of people haven't heard of, like Alex Highsmith yeah. and Robert, Robert Spillane. Um, I hate that I know those names, but, you know, in the division, in the division, you have to know them. Um, yeah, no, they, the Steelers are really talented on defense, at least in the front seven, at least on the pass rush. I don't know, but they're, they're, um, their linebackers have been pretty lackluster this year, but man, that pass rush is still Pretty lethal, and it's, it starts with T.J. Watt. You put T.J. Watt on Jacksonville, you, you still he still puts up he still puts up fifteen sacks. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but wow. I'll give it I'll give it to Miles Garrett. Anyways, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, it, it, it's going to be a coin flip between Garrett and uh, T.J. Watt, but I think you're probably right. Probably give it to Miles Garrett. Yeah, and Aaron Donald's going to be in that mix. He always is. He's he's the best yep. defensive player in the league. It's just you, you got to give it to somebody else at some point. Hundred mm-hmm. yeah. percent. Yeah, and uh, the other the other awards I would assume are pretty cut and dry. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Jamar Chase really slowed down after after his hot start, so I don't think he gets it. I think he's the 
I think he's he comes in second. I think Jalen yep. Waddle comes in third, and mm-hmm. I think I think Mac Jones will take it. And I think that's and I I will say that he wasn't amazing this year, but mm-hmm. it's just it's just going to be about the record and the position. He's like I also I think I'd, I'd also make the argument he's probably been one of the most probably one of the most consistent offensive rookies. Yeah, like he hasn't necessarily been someone who's been like oh my like like really flashy or like Jamar Chase was like lighting it up like the first week of the season. People are talking about how he's on pace for like almost like sixteen hundred yards or whatever. He's he's still gonna have a really good season. Don't get me wrong. But if Mac if the Patriots make the playoffs and Mac Jones is there <laughs> with Mac Jones as a starting quarterback, we've seen this before. Like if Justin Jefferson didn't get it last year. And he was unbelievable. Yeah, and that's, and they gave it to funny. Justin Herbert. Like, like, again, like, no, cause, cause we talked about this as well. Like, again, between, like, in the, in our prolonged hiatus. But, like, um, quarterback bias is quite, it's a thing. In every single award, offensive player of the year, MVP, you, like, you name an award, quarterback bias is there. Defensive yeah. player of the year, quarterback bias is a thing. Like, no. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, and yeah. quarterback bias for that we mean sacking the quarterback bias, yeah. which is yeah. which is where Micah Micah Parson comes in. He clearly ran away with the uh, the award this year. Um, Patrick Sertan, I think, comes second. He had a really good year, yeah. and oh, you know, no. you know who, you know who had a sneaky good year. I watched him every game. Odafe Owe had a really good year. I think he comes third. Yeah. Um, he, had, I mean, the Ravens. Have, they don't draft pass rushers in the first round. That's just not what they do. Like Matt Judon was a fifth round pick. They they like yeah. to get the uh, the value in later rounds. They they get take away in the first round. He plays he plays pretty well. His numbers aren't that great, and they're certainly don't stack up to Micah Parsons. But yeah. he did good for a rookie. And I guess going back to the offensive rookie of the year. Sorry, I know you wanted to say something. I'll let you. No, go for it. No, in go a second. For it. Go for it. I just want to go back. To, I just want to circle back to the offensive rookie of the year and what you're saying about quarterback bias. There's a lot of bias, and I think if this bias didn't exist, and you're looking pound for pound with offensive rookies, you got to yeah. look at Creed Hunt. You got to look at Creed Humphrey in Kansas City. He's been getting a lot of buzz. He's looked really good this year. He's the center, mm-hmm. which is probably one of the least flashy positions in the entire league. Yeah. But man. <laughs> He's been good. Rashawn, Rashawn yeah. Slater, Rashawn Slater in, um, what, the Chargers. He's their, he's their left tackle. When he's been playing, he's been really good. Just keep an eye on him for the future. Yeah. Like, he's been great. And I just, I just wish Najee Harris was on a real team. If Najee Harris was on a real, a real team, team, then, then he, <laughs> a team with an offensive line, like his numbers, he is so inefficient with his rushing and it's not his fault. Yeah. And it's becoming, like, the thing about Najee Harris is, like, the more I watch the Steelers, the more I don't get that draft pick. You're supposed to take, sorry, more times than not, you take a running back when you have a good offensive line and you have mm-hmm. a good quarterback and you have a good passing game. The Steelers have none of those. The yeah, offensive line is, me- yeah, the, ste- the offensive line is, is mediocre at best, and they don't have a, they, they have a quarterback who cannot throw the ball, is not mobile, and they're, all the receivers are, in, I, I, they're, they're mediocre, like they're not elite. They're like, they're not like they're. Oh, sorry, I take that back. Deontay Johnson, I, I need, I need, I need to quickly give a shout out to Deont- to Deontay Johnson. He's had an unbelievable season, 
and that's with Ben Roethlisberger as his quarterback. So again, yeah. I'll give Deontay. Deontay's been unreal, but Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster are just are not developing. Like it's getting to the point. Like they care. And again, I don't want to make this into an immature, like immature. Like, oh my god, they're so immature. Rant. They're spending too much time on TikTok, but like, like it's. That Minnesota Vikings game where Chase Claypool burned like 15 seconds getting up and doing that stupid first down celebration. Like, are you are you kidding me, bro? Like, and you, you basically cost your team one more chance to try to tie the game. Like, man. Anyway, anyways, this is this is like Najee Harris deserves so much better. If you put him on a team like the Colts, and now I know the Colts don't oh need him because they have Jonathan Taylor. Oh but if you put God. him on a team like the, like the Colts or like the Chiefs. Or like the Bills, the Bills with Najee Harris. I'm sorry, the Bills' offensive line isn't that great, but I still think they'd be better off with Najee Harris than the than the Steelers. But like, anyways, you're right though. Najee Najee Harris needs a change of scenery. Fuck, I mean the, Jaguar, the, the Jaguars, the Jaguars would make Najee Harris look better than the Steelers would. Oh my god, man, yeah. the Lions would make him look so good. I mean, they have DeAndre Swift, but man, they yeah, the text, uh-oh. the text, yeah, the, the Texans would make him look good too. Just anyone but Pittsburgh. It's just, yeah. And um, going back to what you said about Chase Claypool, I love talking about the deficiencies in the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. So I will, I'll entertain this. I don't think it's Chase Claypool's fault. I think it's the organization's fault. I think they breed, they breed bad attitudes in their in their players. I don't think Chase Claypool was drafted with this attitude, this you know, uh, immaturity, attitude, whatever. I think if he if he's on a different team with a more controlled environment, I don't think he does that. I think Pitt, I think Pittsburgh lets him do what he wants because he's good. That's what they've always done. Ben Roethlisberger settled a bunch of you know cases out of court. Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Juju Smith-Schuster. Need I say more? There are plenty yeah. of James Harrison. There are so many examples of this organization not doing right by their fans and not setting a good example for organizations. And the fact that they win is really what masks all of it. All of it. They are, they are, they are, they are the Raiders if the Raiders won there. I said it. Yeah. I said it. They are the right. They are the Raiders if the Raiders won, but anyways, (laughs) okay. Yeah. uh... Anyways, um, uh, comeback player of the year. Cordero Patterson, he's had a great year. I, I don't. Probably. Dak Prescott, yeah, Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott. Yeah, yeah, I know, okay, yeah, that's a good point. It has to be Dak after that brutal ankle injury. There's no chance. I was gonna say there's no Alex Smith story, but no, that like Dak Prescott is quite literally basically the new Alex Smith this year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And uh, coach of the year, I think is tough. I I personally think John Harbaugh should win it, but he's not going to. I. Was I'm so glad you brought that up because actually I wanted to bring that up because because like, because again one thing I think you've brought up a lot this this episode is like how the Ravens have basically been trotting out of practice squad for majority of the season and they're still eight and seven like he's yeah. been unreal and like again like he's taken some criticism because for some like late game calls with like uh, when going for two yeah. instead of mm-hmm. but like but like. Man, like I get why people are. I get, I get where the criticism comes from, but like, I like I also don't get it. It's like, man, he's trying to win. Like, yeah. isn't that what you want? Your anyways, it's, it's. I I think you're right. I think he should win it. In terms of who's in terms of who's to. actually, he's not going to. I think it's, I think I personally 
think it's going to be Matt LaFleur. Um, just, just strictly because how great Green Bay has been. Either that or Sean McVay. Those are my two. I think the two guys who I, who I have my eyes on this year. Yeah, fair enough. I was going to say Brandon Staley. They, for some reason, love yeah. to give it to first, first year head coaches that turn the team around. And that is Brandon Staley. <laughs> but Matt, Matt LaFleur is probably the best coach in the league after yeah. this year. Bill Belichick yeah. also deserves to get looked at for this award, but they're not mm-hmm. going to give it to Bill Belichick just because he yeah. doesn't, he's not setting the headlines. There are just so many good coaches in the NFL. It's hard to it's hard to give them looks. Like Mike Toblin deserves it every year. Yeah. What one, one other name I'm going to throw out there? I think has a, like a legitimate chance of, if not winning, it being nominated. Zach Taylor of the Cincinnati Bengals. I think again, I think especially with how well the Bengals have played, if if they do well the last two games of the season, I think he's going to get a lot of consideration, like a lot. Like, anyways. Yeah. 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 Also, just, also, yeah. Frank Reich and Brian Flores turning their teams around. They yeah, both yeah. need to take a lot of consideration. But I think Frank Reich's already won it. So, yeah, yeah. they're they're yeah. probably it's probably going to be like, a, oh yeah, you've won it already, kind of thing. So we're not yeah. going to give it to you. That's the case with John Harbaugh. He's won it once. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to your point about about the um, the criticism for the late game calls, that's why he's not going to get it. People are going to be like. Going for two twice and failing twice is really stupid. I look, look. If you don't have defensive players, you can't win in overtime. Yeah. You giving. I mean, we've seen it so many times. There are 42 seconds left in that Packers game. That's more than enough time for Aaron Rodgers to go down the field. Yeah. More than enough time. So why? I just don't like tying the game is not going to do it. And even yeah, if you like, over, yeah. even if you go to overtime, yeah. you have. You're, I mean, I just don't. It's just I'm I'm frustrated with people not understanding the big picture, and I think John Harbaugh understood yeah. the big picture that this was against Pittsburgh and against Green Bay. Those were your best chances of winning the game. You see, yeah, and this, and I would understand the criticism he got if they changed the the overtime rules, so every so mm-hmm. both teams were guaranteed a position. Sorry, we're guaranteed yeah, a possession, but because yeah. it's but because of that, like you're not guaranteeing anything. Like I mean, yeah, yeah. sure, you, you can try yeah. the game, but if you don't win the coin toss and and, and you lose the ball, like you, like if you're going up against like a, like a like a good offensive team, you don't stand a chance at all. Yeah, yeah, especially exactly. with, especially especially with the current shape the Ravens' defense is in. Like mm-hmm. he knew he couldn't afford. To, anyways, this is yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the one thing I'll add, and it's not to the Ravens' credit, is that the play call for that two-point against Green Bay was awful. That's, yeah. the, only, that's the only thing I will say. The, the call against Pittsburgh, that should nine eight times out of ten, that's a touchdown. That's, a, that's yeah. two points, and that's a win. Eight times out of ten, that just happened to not be one that worked out. That's just the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. Um, they they missed the Pat Fryer move pick in the end zone on their touchdown, but obviously they're not going to call that because it's fucking Pittsburgh. And <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I, I'm I'm done with this. Um, John Harbaugh was the best coach in the league this year. He deserves it. Yeah. But I I think I think it's going to you know I'm going to change my mind. I think it's going to Bill Belichick. Interesting. <laughs> I yeah I'm going to go with Zach Taylor. Now that I think about it, give me the Bengals coach. I again. I'm starting to fall in love with the Bengals, man. Oh my god, that team looks really good. Oof. I'm a little, I'm a little 
butthurt about the last game, but um, maybe they, I'll, uh, they're they're a very good team. I might have to hop on the Bengals bandwagon after the uh, after this Raiders season because uh, yeah, yeah, I uh, I hate them less than. Well, actually, no, I don't hate them at all. I don't hate them at all. I don't hate. Yeah, I actually I don't hate the Browns either. I just hate the Steelers. I just Everyone I feel knows. like if they if they weren't in the division, I would cheer for mm-hmm. them. They're they're just they look yeah. like a fun team, you know. Yeah. But because they're a division rival. I'm indifferent. I just want them to win a playoff game, you know? They haven't yeah. won one since 1990. And it's just, it's so sad just for continuously reminding their fans about it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, I want them to win one, you know? Yeah. Honestly, I think they're, I think they're going, I don't, I mean, I don't know, we'll see. If, if they face the Colts, they're going to, they're going to be in tough, but, hey, it's starting to look, the future's starting to look bright and sincy. Uh, T. Higgins, uh, Jamar Chase, everything, they, they're looking real good. Joe Burrow, woo. If they can somehow beat the Chiefs this week and then beat the Browns in the last week of the season, they could probably get the three seed, and then they'd have a slightly easier matchup. But I don't see that happening, so they're probably going to get the four seed and the hardest matchup. Yeah. Probably. And that's going to oh, be well. Yeah. Fuck, true. I need Indy. Oh, I want Indian. Damn it. I want Indian. Yeah. Sensi, bro. I don't want them to knock each other out. I like I like both yeah. of them. Yeah, I really like Indy. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stand the Colts for this playoff run. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. yeah I'm I'm standing the uh, Colts, Bengals, and the Rams, and I guess somewhat uh-huh. kind of the Packers. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Ruta standing uh, Devontae Adams mostly, but yeah, yeah and Aaron Jones. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. those are our picks. I know this this episode's been really long, but. We like to talk about football, and it's been a long yeah. season, and a lot, a lot has happened. So, those are our picks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'm sure we'll be back at you soon after Max wraps up his fantasy football season, so we can do a some sort of fantasy wrap up overlook for the year because we have a lot. Mm. Also, I, at least I have a lot of interesting stuff that we can probably talk about. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I think we both have inc- a lot to say, about including. Hobbies. Including a couple interesting amateur bowl podcast trades that that that, that transpired during the season, which yeah, was, uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, they they definitely made things real for the season. Always. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah, I'll let you sign off. Yes. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you have not followed or subscribed to our YouTube channel, you should definitely do that because it's a great channel to watch and listen to stuff. So, yeah, we'll see you around next time. Oh, yeah.